This is Let's Talk Tribe, the official Let's Go Tribe podcast, episode 108. I'm your host, Matt Lyons, and on this week's episode, Francisco Lindor has blue hair and some other important things about him, I guess. The bullpen could actually be good. Jason Kipnis is going to stick at second base. A bunch of free agents have signed deals not with the Indians. Should we be concerned about that? And Shane Bieber has struck out a lot of batters in the last year. Something else to talk about. Joining me for all that and more is none other than Mr. Merritt Rolfing. Merritt, how you doing? You know, I was just thinking... Besides the fact the Indians could have drafted Nolan Arenado instead of Jason Kipnis. No, wait, they couldn't have because he was drafted before. Never mind. My entire statement is moot. Anyway, I'm great. How are you? <laughs> Doing great. Wait, so the whole thing you were looking at before the show was just invalidated? That I misread they couldn't have taken Nolan <laughs> Because <laughs> you can't draft someone who was already drafted. That's so. usually how it works. I mean, I'm not sure how the CBA works. It changes once in a while. but All right. Definitely. They could have had Stephen Matz or John Ryan, don't want John Ryan Murphy, or Alec, don't want Alex Wilson, uh, DJ LeMayhew, or Patrick Corbin. So yeah, they did pretty good with Kipnis. I'm all right with that. <laughs> or I guess Patrick Corbin wouldn't have been bad, but... Yeah, well, you know, yeah. they already have but some still, pitchers. They didn't, they didn't do too bad. I mean, they got Trace Thompson eventually anyway, right? So who cares? Yeah, that was Trace a real the miss face there, right? Thompson, as he's known. <laughs> F-A-Y-C-E is how you spell face when it comes to that nickname. <laughs> That's the worst nickname ever. Oh, that's kind of better. I mean, no, he's a handsome boy. What are you him... talking about? <laughs> what would you call just... Trace Thompson as a nickname? Like he just looks like an T-T. unfortunate Clay Thompson. <laughs> that's his nickname, <laughs> the unfortunate Clay Thompson. <laughs> Who himself is an unfortunate looking man. It's like a villain in a bad Disney movie. Or a great Disney movie. They have I the weirdest one. What's the difference? There isn't one. <laughs> So the Indians this week, along with, I guess, everybody at this point, they're in spring training. And uh, in the last couple of days, the Indians, I think Terry Francona has been talking to the media like every day, but today there seemed to be like a flurry of um, players talking to media, especially Francisco Lindor. He talked about a lot. He also has bright blue hair and large bulging biceps now. So Classic. he's quickly taken the place of Yandy Diaz plus blue hair. Um, I guess I guess his hair technically is the most important thing about his offseason so far. It's the fact that he has a mild calf strain. He might not be back right away. And also, you know, maybe he's not focused on signing a long-term extension with the Indians. There is a lot going on with the Cleveland Indians' shortstop and best shortstop in the game by a long shot, one of the best players in baseball. Might not be with the Indians past three years. He also might be injured to start the year. So what do you make of just all of that, Merritt? By a long shot? By a long shot, is there any other shortstop that's close? Uh, Manny Machado was not that close. Get out of here. Like the, the guy in, on the Dodgers, the other one. Corey Seager? Yeah, he's really good. Oh, by the way, Kyle Seager. The, the Indians could have drafted him. He was drafted in the third round. So, well, he wasn't. Yeah, that doesn't count. <laughs> the, the other Seager, you know, Corey's yeah, brother. Count. <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, Corey Seager. He's very good. Um, is he Francis? Oh, I guess he is kind of good. He's not Francis Goldenberg, though. Uh, yeah, well, he is, but you know, whatever. What's that's <laughs> neither here nor there. You know, whatever. Um, I forgot what everything else you said. The blue hair is pretty neat. Uh, biceps. I think you're just not remembering Yandy Diaz because he's not in your face as much anymore. Because that boy's biceps were a popping. They were balloon shaped. <laughs> well, obviously, nobody is going to be Yandy Diaz biceps, but this well, is about as good as we got now. Yeah, I know, I know. What if he's getting, ooh, that's a fun, stupid argument to have during the winter on, on Bad Sports Talk Radio. Is Francisco Lindor too muscular to play shortstop now? What if his defense <laughs> suffers? Anyway, that's a good thing to talk about, right? That is like a, that's a conversation straight out of, I don't know, how far away would that be? Like, even just five years, maybe, I think people would have that stupid conversation? Um, They could still have it now. What do you mean? Look at this box. <laughs> Damn, look at those guns, though. 
he's got to do something about that hair because that's absurd. Not that I'm judging him for his I think hair it's great. or anything like that, but I think when the inevitable strike happens and baseball ends in 2021, he can have a great streaming career on Twitch or something. With his blue have, hair. I think he should go with green, a beautiful green, like the grass of the outfield or something like that. Or even better, he should just go full Dennis Rodman and get a small baseball diamond on his head. Yes, <laughs> that's what we need. I would like Francisco Lindor to just go around the bend like that. Maintain his ability to be great at baseball, but, you know, be a little insane. That's what's missing just, just from baseball. Just a touch of insane. I think the yeah. blue hair is better than that silver Cisco look he had last. I love that. Training. That was really that was good. The worst. Made, I think he said he did it on a bet or something. but uh, or No, he joke. shaved his head on a bet. Uh, because his high school team or whatever went undefeated. Right, but then he did the Cisco thing. I should know because I even interviewed him about it, but I can't remember why. He likes style. That's why. <laughs> Clearly. And <laughs> the also, platinum hair is the style. Yeah. That made me think of that great hit song by Cisco. Yes, that's right. The other one that isn't the thong song, which whose name escapes me. Tomorrow. Go on, Merritt. What is it? Oh, why? Uh, it's. Um, let me just sit here. <laughs> Go on. Go on, Merritt. Name the song. I better not hear typing in the background. Name that Cisco song. Incomplete. <laughs> but besides his hair, I mean, he's also not going to be here. So how worried are we about the fact that Francisco Lindor is going to be injured? I think the thing I'm worried about the most is rushing him back. Because Terry Francona, like, sure. a few days after the injury, immediately came out and said, oh, I think he'll be back sooner than the <laughs> expectations. They were like, no, 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 he doesn't need to do that. <laughs> no, no, stop it. <laughs> Have you learned nothing from Lonnie Chisenhall, Michael Brantley, and a dozen pitchers? Josh, I mean, Josh Donaldson also. Josh Donaldson. Team, similar injury. I think that one was different. They wanted well, to get him back. Like, he got at least get him back for the postseason. Well, I mean, point. just for the for, – as a player for most of 20 – Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And team, he had a bad cap. So, it's just one of those – you know, it's one of those weird injuries that athletes suffer that we as, you know, plebes who just sit around making podcasts <laughs> with cats in their lap do not suffer quite so much. Hey, I get cramps do? once in a while in my legs, and those hurt a lot, Merritt, until I walk around a little bit. He's sitting in a way where <laughs> my cat is comfy, and I can't move at all. And then my, <laughs> I can't move, because what if the cat wakes up? It'll never fall back asleep. <laughs> no, this is a in, – in, in real terms, this is a hideously gutting situation that they still shouldn't rush back from because – you know, they're going to, when was the last time they even had a winning record coming out of April? You know what I mean? I mean, I know the answer is like last year or two years ago or something, but it was like, they were still like two games over 500. They're always just abysmal to start the year. Yeah, they, like they at this just fart through April. It's like, whatever, who cares? Um, you know, uh is going to get bombed in his first start. Uh, Kluber will be fine. Bauer will throw a no-hitter. Uh, and on and on we go. And the bullpen will or will not fart on a pillow or two. And we're six. We'll see. We'll get to that in a bit. <laughs> um, but like for a team that doesn't have an offense right now, um, yeah, this sucks, you know, cause he's, it's also going to tax him. It, 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 he'll, he won't be as good last year offensively or this year as he was last year. I don't, I don't think so anyway. I mean, not like he's gonna be bad, but he'll probably be a one twenty WRC plus kind of a guy instead of what one thirty five or so. Get him out, right? Exactly. I mean, he'll still be the <laughs> the second or third best hitting shortstop in the game. But that's the issue with the Indians is they don't need the second, uh, you know, a great hitting shortstop. They need a great hitter because again, I did that stupid thing where I open up the depth chart and get get upset. Uh, they have a lot of things riding on Jose Ramirez and. Kipnis bouncing back, Jake Bowers being okay. I I don't know. I, I I'm pretty optimistic about Carlos Santana because how can he not be? But like I was thinking about the Jordan Luplo deal, and I just I don't know. I I was trying to find positivity in it because of how many times that they've just kind of hoodwinked other teams by trading them 
a that doesn't uh, feel like a hood winking to you it feels I like one to me i can't tell or not for dante mendoza eric gonzalez and because you know like they traded like like the, the deal for kluber was like ryan an old ryan ludwig or the deal for clevenger was Vinny pestano jake westbrook brought something back too i think but like these are guys who were i don't know i don't know i don't know there's maybe there's something i mean i don't think it's going to be the outfield of cool Corey kluber but i feel like trading eric gonzalez you. For... yes he will be <laughs> sorry sorry for the swearing everyone <laughs> Trading Eric Gonzalez for a league average hitting outfielder doesn't seem terrible. No, and he seems... also got Max Moroff, who might be the shortstop on opening right. day, which, God, that's depressing. But No, I know. I, it's just, I don't know. Again, it's the, the, the reality is that this is just the guy who is going to be one of the two cornerstones of the offense. I, maybe he could be the keystone and Ramirez the cornerstone because you can't have two cornerstones in a building. So they're like an arch, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So they're like an arch. The <laughs> now they've got that is. visual going on. Yeah. So and, and now Lindor Francisco is, Lindor's hamstring is just like the wrecking ball that came in and knocked it all right. over. Right. Exactly. It's it's <laughs> all it's holding up now is scaffolding, and there's a big wind blowing off the planes. But if you want some fun numbers, um, Pakota released. I mean, their projections for standings. Mm. The Indians are projected to win 97 games, and I the know. Twins are 16 games behind. <laughs> Francisco Lindor, like, unless he's going to be a 16-win player, they could probably just let him sit till September and still win by, like, double digits. Like I, I, I think the Twins will be better than their projection suggests. I think they'll be, like, an 80-ish win team. Um, they're, they're just doing lots of little things around the margins, I think, to improve in places where they were garbage last year as they continue to, you know, delve deeper and deeper into the cur- current era of baseball and, shaping, you know, shaking off the Terry Ryan era after you know, two decades of success and then mediocrity. But I think they'll be better than that. Um, the rest of the division's going to be better. But the 97, yeah, I saw the 90, I was like, 97, good Christmas. And then the other <laughs> That's good second one, best team in baseball behind the Astros. Right. And then, like, there's other ones on there, like the the Red Sox falling back to, like, 91 wins. Which and the I Cubs mean, being, like, the Cubs are now 79 wins as of today, which that is was, just yeah, that's beautiful. Fun one, yeah. Ugh, that's quite, <laughs> I mean, the thing which, is, by the way, uh, what is his name? Ricketts? I can't think of his first name. Right, he's but, anyway, he's out of money. Him. The poor guy. Yeah, the owners. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the poor guy just out of money, Merritt. He tried. Poor guy. He's just so broke. He's. Uh, I mean, they're valued at $2 billion, but forget that. They're broke. Well, you know, you had to close DNA info after they all tried to unionize because, I mean, <laughs> these are these can't are have big, that. Yeah, you know, now, now we can't make any money by underpaying people. It's a damn shame. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, in the A, at least, at least you get 19 wins for free by playing the Orioles, 17 to 19, because I assume they'll, they'll, they won't win any games. Um, but that nine, that 79 was quite something. The ruling on the field stands. We delivered jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx delivery. Game day spirit. What we deliver by delivering. It is, yeah. And what is? why are they so terrible now? I don't follow them all that closely, but are they still not well, like mostly the same World Series team but with worse they pitching are maybe? Predominant. That, that's the thing. I think a lot of people are, are looking at the pitching and just shaking their heads. When I look at it, I'm like, oof, I think that's going to be really good because uh, Quintana's got to bounce back from a 4-0-3 ERA. Lester will be who he is. I don't know. Hendricks is a weird wild card. And then they're going to get you uh, Darvish back at some point. I like you, Darvish. I think he's really good. And, and their bullpen's really, really good, too. Like, that's one of the things that Theo Epstein was able to bring in was a lot of great blazing arms for the bullpen, as, well, as you know, as well as what is still a stacked lineup. So, I don't know. 
It's very confusing that people are so sleepy on them. I, I, I think in 2019, Javier Baez will be like the third or fourth best hitter on that team. So that's saying yeah, something. I feel I like the, the perception of the Indians is what... Wait, I got this backwards. People perceive the Indians as being what the Cubs are, but the Indians are actually a really well-rounded team other than like a couple giant holes. But but their pitching staff is so good that it could legitimately carry them in 97 games. Right, we'll we'll exactly. talk about in a minute that even their bullpen could be better than we all think. And I mean, Jose Ramirez and Francisco Lindor, if those two are super good, that's at least part of your offense. And I, I think you mentioned it as kind of like a long shot thing, but Jason Kidman is bouncing back and Jake Bowers being pretty okay doesn't seem that far out of the question. No, not at all. I mean, and of, and of course, outfield a... Corey Kluber, Jordan Luplow is going to be great well, too. So. Sure. Well, I mean, I, I guess if we're talking about uh, which one, because when he first came over from <laughs> and, and, and came to the Indians, you know, <laughs> he wasn't that great I'm talking about Kluber. He was a league average hit um, pitcher. I think he was exactly a 100 ERA plus if I don't, if I, uh, if memory serves. Oh no, Luplo is going to be the equivalent of Cy Young Corey Kluber. That's that's oh, what's going to happen. Well, no, that'll be the next year. The next year he will he will, <laughs> he will nearly win. A, he'll play all 162 games. He'll have a 325 batting average at 38 home runs. You know, a normal everyday. What yeah, is no, the, just... yeah. He'll lead the league in, I guess, W in uh, weighted on base average. I suppose because Kluber led the league in uh, fielding independent pitching. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay with me. Yeah, that's about even. I think if any if any trades end up to be that, I think it'll be Oscar Mercado from last year because I still feel like he's like nobody's even talking about him now. But he's one that the Cardinals seem to really like, and maybe he can come over and explode out of nowhere with the or somehow if he splits time with Leonis Martin or something. But he's still my my dream of the the next swindling. Which, by the way, if that happens again, that's that's what three four trades, I guess. Casey Blake for Carlos Santana wasn't this front office technically, but neither was Corey Kluber. But Chris Santana yeah, was, was here, I think. I mean, it's all the same front. It was Shapiro, office. yeah, yeah. But Maybe. still, that's like four or five of these just absolutely one sided trades. It's been the same front office since John Hart. I mean, it's just one guy retires and then and then his assistant takes over. Yeah. So, or one guy just heads for Canada. Same yeah, thing. just says, I'm done with this. <laughs> I want so, to use you in the word color. I'm out. Because let's see the Cooper trade. Carrasco was he was a throw in. Bauer trade. Clevenger trade. Beaver. Bauer doesn't count. That was a legit trade. I think. No, that was no, that was definitely. I mean, yeah, that was a. No, that uh, wasn't like a, a Vinny well, Pastano for Mike Clevenger. Uh, yeah, thing. Was, everybody was, knew what everybody was in that trade. Well, I yeah, I guess. I mean, it was it was a, it was a nice deal because they got you know they got rid of the last year of what's his name, or well, Shinsu. Shinsu Chu. I love Shinsu Chu. How dare you? I, everyone loves Shinsu Chu. <laughs> He's still kicking. I think. He's the Rangers. Like being old as hell, having an on base yeah. percentage around 400 and not being able to run, throw, or hit. You know, whatever. <laughs> he gets on base. <laughs> yeah, he gets on I base. still remember with that trade, I thought that the Reds got ripped off the most because they just gave away Didi Gregorius. Yes. Or no, I thought it was the Diamondbacks because I thought Didi was going to be really bad. Oh, they, they did turned get out right. off. Well, but yeah. he, was, oh, he yeah. was good for other people. You know, that's, right, that's yeah. That was and still now, a dumb trade on their part. And now we all hate Didi Gregorius because <laughs> <laughs> he's on the Yankees. For the victimization he's caused of the Indians so many times. He's the worst. Um, so who do you think is going to start at shortstop this year then for opening day? Is it going to be Max Moroff, Yu Chang? I don't know. Jose Ramirez I don't think is going to do it. I think he's already no. said for sure he's not doing it. He's the third baseman. Um, he didn't want to bounce back and forth. But I mean, the depth chart is nothing right now, obviously. <laughs> no, no. Let's go back to that depth chart, Merritt. Depth uh, chart watch 2019. Oh, I'm back. Oh, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that, that chart. Indian. Because that does list, what's his name? Uh, that does list Chang as a backup. But obviously, it'll probably be... Uh, Maroff just for oh Eric's service time reasons things like that you know it'll be awful you know oh god it'll be so bad 
So anyway, here's the opening lineup for your Cleveland Indians on opening day. It'll be leadoff Martin. No, oh Santana leadoff, and then Martin Ramirez. Lord Santana. No, Santana's leading off. Oh right, yeah. Uh, Ramirez bats Kipnis? third. Kipnis bats fourth. And then, and then Lugo, one of the outfielders, Naquin or Allen Perret. Oh, six a six a hard right turn. <laughs> and then Roberto Perez in the back there, <laughs> just rounding out He's the winners. Six. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reference back an article I wrote uh, about six months ago, pointing out all the things he does as a great hitter, except for hitting. So I think that last part could finally click <laughs> this year. I still and, hold that he's a really smart base runner. He's not a good base runner. No. Like one of the first plays that I that I wrote about for Let's Go Tribe was a, like he went around the whole bases. I don't think anybody hit a ball. But he was just so smart about when he moved. And I still think that holds true for him. He's just so slow. <laughs> so hilariously slow. Counterpoint to that. Do you remember, I think it was in 2017 when uh, he didn't get a hit for like the first like like two months of the game. Uh, oh, he's abysmal, like and everything that? else. But and and, and, it, and I was actually in Baltimore for his first hit of the season. It was in like and then he tried to turn it into a double, and then he yeah, got he thrown out. Thrown out so <laughs> He's a good base runner when he stops at a base and has to reset. So that still counts as hitting when you're trying to round second. So we won't count that one. But, yeah, but you know, I, I do like him though. But yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be an ugly lineup, and they'll have to figure it out. And isn't that a fun way to look at things? isn't that so fun it is at least no it's not fun i'm not gonna say that i was gonna say it's at least a little different than the last year when it was um just like the exact same team as 2017 i guess there is some intrigue at least like seeing some position battles and not knowing what's going to happen where i just wish the battles were with better players right not everybody hoping to catch lightning in a bottle but i've also said before that i don't i'm not completely against just letting young players do it instead of bringing in a bunch of mid-level veterans like you got leonis martin in center field let Jordan Luplo and whoever else in the outfield battle for it. And Tyler Nakin, who I keep forgetting exists somehow, but he's going to be out there doing something. So I never forget about Tyler Nakin. He's going <laughs> to learn how to hit one of these days. Um, there were, I mean, there are a couple of the Fangraphs top 100 prospects that came out last week. I thought it was surprisingly interesting. If only because of the presence of guys, I hadn't really seen this high up on the list. And many, most of them will not help the Indians in 2018, specifically Nolan Jones being ranked like was he, Nolan Jones, 65th overall. I mean, that's higher than I kind of thought he would be. But then Yu Chang, Chang at 103. I thought that was interesting. I think, I don't know. I think he could actually make it. That's the kind of player where you wonder whether they're going to really try and baby his service time or not. Um, He might need more time in AAA, but I mean, that's a guy who I think could spend a lot of time with the Indians. And he's that's the kind of player I'd like for the Indians to spend a lot of time with, if only because he's young, interesting, and could be good. Like his hit tool is pretty good and got a lot of weird power. You just can't, you know, play the field. Kind of like an infield version of I don't know, someone. But uh <laughs> now do they keep him and Maroff long term? No, nah, I mean Because I think the how, thinking when Chang was coming up all along was that he would be traded eventually because Francisco Lindor is there. But right, right. Maybe if he's not going to be there after three years, you keep well, him around. But I mean, if the if the scuttlebutt as it is about Chang is that he can't play, you know, defense. Which I thought he was a good defender. Really? Uh, let me hit enter a bunch because when you type in Chang, it brings up change up a lot. <laughs> you Chang. I, I can't type anything. Yeah, I feel like he's a, a decent defender. He, his problem is just he. 
he hits power and nothing else. Like he can't get on base very well. Hmm. Power though, and he's a viable defensive third base and would be ca- capable of moonlighting at short or second if Cleo needs him to be. So, oh yeah, so a, I guess it's it's just sort of like a utility. He's a versatile kind of bat first prospect who can play all over the place. Yeah, so he's just, I mean, you know, the expectation is likely you know just just another Eric Gonzalez, but with the ceiling of I don't know something else. With the ceiling of way more power, like if you can just hit a home run once in a while and play some defense. That's I think that's good enough for a backup role. Man, if I could just have that career as a, as a real human being, my God. <laughs> what do you do? I hit a home run every now and then, play some defense. Pretty good. <laughs> Sit in the dugout, you know, stuff. I play 65, 70 games a year, but I'm here all the time, so I got to collect that Major League Baseball, uh, that Major League chip. They keep on signing me, too, so I'm making like $2 million a year. It's great. I don't they know I'm here. I just keep stopping <laughs> in, getting the check, leaving. It's good. It all works out. <laughs> so the Indians' bullpen. Um it, it, maybe it's not going to be terrible. Um, their, their new look this year is going to be Brad Hand as the closer. Terry Francona talked today that he, he thinks that, I'm not using his words, but to summarize it, like somebody else is going to pop up like Dan Otero did a couple years ago. Like He has faith that every year the bullpen is just so volatile. You, you get players who you think can be good and then just hope some of them shoot off while the other ones decline. Um, but Kyle Downing and Always the Jake actually called the Indians a top five unit, um, which is kind of interesting, I think. His old basis for it was basically that everything went wrong last season. That can't happen again, because <laughs> Andrew Miller and Cody Allen were both terrible. Zach McAllister, or they they just weren't themselves. But Zach McAllister and Josh Tomlin were terrible in the bullpen. Um, Adam Simper probably won't be that bad again. And then a big problem the bullpen has was fly balls, which for a bullpen you can't really take those as the sample size is just too small to use that as anything as a judge over long periods of time. But the bullpen just gave up so many fly balls. I don't know if that's part of everybody hitting the ball up more or just dumb bad luck. But that, if you remember right, that beginning of last season was just abysmal with the bullpen. I don't think that'll happen again this year. Maybe if it doesn't, they are a top five um, bullpen. And, and Steamer projected them to be 18th, which is, I mean, I guess bullpens can go either way so quickly that maybe they're going to be wrong. And then they brought back Oliver Perez, who I think is really underrated. So I don't hate the idea that they might be a pretty decent bullpen. And maybe that's the reason the Indians haven't signed like Craig Kimball or somebody crazy. They already know they have enough to support their outstanding starting pitching. In 2018, Dan Otero's home run for fly ball ratio was 31.6. <laughs> that's normal. That's fine. <laughs> that's that's going to happen again. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know. That's just one of my favorite things. I mean, it's, it's, Kyle's, Kyle Downing is right, though. That can't happen again. <laughs> that's, that does well, not happen. I mean, the year before, he had a, it was 26.1. It's just his fly ball rate jumped 7%. That's why he went from being, eh, to, oh, God. Uh, right, but I don't know. I remember the article. There, the 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 one glaring omission here is that in years past, when I don't know, um, Dan Otero or Jeff Manship or Mark Zepchinski or whoever uh, emerged out of seemingly nowhere, what was the the common thread through all of those things? Mickey Calloway, bang. And so I'm not saying that that's, it's, it's over with. We're finished here because Mickey Calloway is gone. I'm just saying that Mickey Calloway is gone, and suddenly the bullpen fell into disrepair, to say the least, uh, with his departure. And now that they've lost two, you know, all-star caliber, I wish there was an all-pro kind of a thing in baseball because, if, because saying you're an all-star doesn't mean shit. Um I don't know. I mean, he, Kyle is right. 
that there's definitely some upside to the bullpen. There's because in part because there's youth and also because bullpens as a writer for a website I used to write for, uh, Steve Kinsella would often say, bullpens by nature are fickle. They ebb and flow. And unless you are really lucky in drafting um, or spend a ton of money, and even then, you know, like a team like the Yankees, they're going to go through a swoon in like July where that entire bullpen just, just hits the skids. And everyone will complain and say, what's the point of any of this? But then it'll be fine, you know, come whenever. Uh the, the Royals bullpen didn't last forever. It was really good for, what, two years, I would say? 14, 15. And yeah, then... that was about their, their World Series runs. It was then, all their yeah, bullpen I mean, it, and yeah, it just kind obnoxious of luck on offense. Yeah, and it just kind of started you know, age and whatnot. But it's, it's just... They need to be very lucky to have a couple of really, 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 really good pitchers in the bullpen who just weren't good bullpen guys who were just good pitchers, you know? So it is what it is, but... You can certainly go the other route too, and that's where they're going now, which is throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and see what sticks, and then ride that, and then hope that at least one of the one or two of those guys is consistent and with a guy like Hand, a guy like Perez, and hopefully a third guy emerges. Then suddenly you have that three-headed dragon that got them so far last time. But there's, I don't know the whole point of the whole point of that article and the whole point of the bull, of really any bullpen construction when you don't have those huge arms coming out of the. Uh, farm system or the uh the lots of money to spend on the free agent market the whole point is just it's gotta work out at law averages <laughs> it's gonna shake out right i mean yeah the ground their ground ball rate's very good um it's not gonna feel the ground balls and they're gonna have be they're gonna be uh, their best defender for you know a month or more well a month at least so it's gonna smell bad yeah i don't know yeah i don't um, think you can over also overstate um so listen i love josh tomlin i i kind of like oh. zach McAllister, but they were both they were terrible so they've trimmed out like the two worst offenders yeah. in their bullpen last season so that's got to go somewhere i mean josh tomlin was so bad everywhere he pitched and zach McAllister, if the indians of all teams cut zach McAllister in the middle of the year you know he had to have a bad year because mm-hmm. <laughs> they've been so loyal to that guy no matter how bad he's been everywhere he's pitched and now last year was just the final straw of they can't how many articles do you think you wrote about Zach McAllister finally figuring it out? <laughs> Probably fewer than you did. <laughs> I've written so many pieces about him. I never thought he figured it out. No, Listen, I liked him. I wanted to succeed. I thought he was he could be fun, but it was just fastball, and nothing else. And then I gotta, even when they caught that in the bullpen, it was no help for him. I gotta put together like a book of writings from my time writing about the Indians over the last like seven <laughs> years of just, I don't know how to title it. It'd just be about guys in the shitty pitchers who I thought had turned the corner. And then <laughs> there you go. There's your quote, just in like impact font on the front of the book. It would just be 400 <laughs> pages long. <laughs> There's a whole section dedicated to Zach McAllister. I do it constantly. Neil Ramirez, but that, but you know what? Neil Ramirez actually doesn't catch Lake Kyle's point perfectly. Because he did catch fire for a certain period of time that really did save the bullpen for a little while. And that is actually that how bullpens wild. are. Like, he will get shelled for a week or more. Like, he comes in and just throws meatballs up there. And they just crush him. And then all of a sudden, he just suddenly he's unhittable. His slider is biting, like, I don't know, like something that bites very much. That was good. Uh, that was really thanks, that was some words, man. Thank you. Yeah, like, he's, your locating, book. he's locating the fastball perfectly, and then also getting a little bit lucky. I mean, then that, that's the whole point of any of this stuff is 
Uh, fly balls have to go not over the fence, and ground balls have to go towards the defender rather than not towards the defender, you know? A, a lot of that is also, sure. you know, smarter and smarter um, defensive positioning and things like that. But I think Neil Ramirez doesn't actually encapsulate the point that I think uh, Kyle was making in that article. Uh, someone else, I mean, yeah, one of these guys is going to, I don't know. I don't know why Francona kept on talking about what's his name, Edwards, so much because I, why? You know, <laughs> talk about Adam Simber. He's a submariner. That's fun to talk yeah, about, right? Like of all the guys to talk about, like a, a young guy who you have hope for, like that's the one to talk about. That's the one to look at and say, this kid's gonna, you know, he's he's gonna figure it out and have a have a place on this team. Look at this kid's goofy arm over here. Yeah, he's got, he's got this weird wiggle <laughs> arm. Come on, it's great. Not John Edwards, the name of a NASCAR nearly driver. the name of a, well. Uh, for, uh, Former vice presidential candidate, NASCAR driver, and also almost name of a disgraced uh, medium. Remember John Edward? I do. What? Oh, the guy who like cold read people in the audience? Of course yes. I do. Yeah. I'm hearing a name. Is it Jake, <laughs> Jim, Joe? Jonathan, yes. Yes, Jonathan. He was your aunt. <laughs> he so anyway. knew you. Yeah. So anyway, that's, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure it'll be better than last year. But because God damn, it has to be. I mean, they have to be. Yeah. <laughs> they have to be. That That's was where you so got to start. They have to be better. That it's, really was gutting. I mean, they. I, I'm. It's still upsetting. That they went through. They just went through an entire offseason and didn't do anything realistic to fix it because that is that is what I don't know. I, I can't remember who said it. Uh, I think it was, maybe it was someone over at waiting for next year. But that's how you kill us. An exciting season is a bad bullpen. Um. Yeah, that's like the. I can't think of a worse because they always blow it at the end. There's no way they're not going to like if a bad you, offense. It just leaves a bad like, and you can see some right. dazzling pitching, and then all of a sudden, just bad taste in your mouth. And the season, and you know, the game's over, and you're like, "This sucks." And that, that'll happen once a week. Um, even you know, in a win, you know, they'll tightrope out of what was supposed to be a blowout, and you're like, "This is ridiculous." And you I remember feel, last you know, year there were multiple games a week where it was just decimating every time, and it was all yeah, just, just anxiety, just anxiety yeah. inducing. So that I don't know. hey, there's hope that Craig Kimber will be upset and sign for a reduced rate. Like uh, I don't know, someone like. Like, like how they got Michael Bourne a couple years ago and it turned into an albatross of a contract, and there you go. <laughs> so you, you didn't go with Edwin Encarnacion in that analogy there? Um, no, because he, like he only got a little bit less money than he was looking for. Michael Bourne was looking for like $100 billion. <laughs> no, Edwin Edwin was looking for like 130000 nah, No, he wanted 80 He wanted 80 over 4. He got like 60 over 3 or whatever with an option. Are you sure? I think it was that the Blue Jays gave him, offered him 4 and 80 and he oh, wouldn't really? take it. Yeah, because oh, okay. he wanted like the one thirty, and then everybody laughed at him for getting way less. Well, he anyway. should have gotten hundred. Which, by the way, can we talk about? Let's just skip right to the free agent things here, because the fact that Mike Mustakis is on another one year deal, while Eric Hosmer got an eight year gazillion dollar deal, is still hilarious to me in the most tragic way possible. It is strange. Who's Eric Hosmer is so bad. Who's running the Padres? I love how they're running it. They're trying to sign both Manny Machado and Bryce Harper. That is the stench of desperation. That's a man who gave away a hundred and some odd million dollar contract. All his prospects are failing. And, and I was just like, uh, 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 give me that. Give me, get, in, get in here. Get in here. I need them. Like, it's hilarious. No, he's going to the owner. No, sir. It's fine. No, this is the, this is my plan all along. Clear the books and just have three huge contracts and prospects. Stars and Scrubs works every time, sir. <laughs> Don't look at the Astros. No. Yeah, remember They're like f- three years ago when they signed Matt Kemp and Craig Kimbrell and... Yeah, that ruled. 
it was it was really cool, but it was really awful. So, Mary, I'm going to read you um, seven war totals over the last seven years. This is nobody in particular. I just want you to just guess who this mysterious player is. Sounds like Jason Kidd um, to me. <laughs> so the first year was one war. Then it was negative 1.4, oh, 3.1, negative 0.2, oh, 3.5. I don't guess who this is. 0.2, <laughs> 4.1, negative 0.1. Now, Merritt, would you give this mystery player eight years, one hundred and forty-four million dollars? I well, sure here, would. Well, here's the thing. But well, listen, he scoops the ball really good. Are so good, and you know he he's, scoops. He's, he's a great clubhouse guy, and he's a winner. I mean, <laughs> you know. All right, here, here, I'll play another game. I'm going to read you some wire totals, and then you tell me how many World Series this guy has won. <laughs> give me one minute. Okay, here we go. <laughs> 10.5, Jesus Christ, 6.7 in 114 games, 10.2. So, who's the better? Failure, Michael Trout, who doesn't care about the game. (laughs) Exactly. Some other idiot with a clean-shaven face. Meanwhile, Eric Hosmer, beard. Also, wears a blue hat sometimes. Since this is turning into the Eric Hosmer shitting hour, I also want to (laughs) note that. So, the... (laughs) Fangraphs has the offense and defense numbers at the end that are cumulative. Just take a, a shot. So you know how Eric Hosmer, he's he's great at defense, Merritt. That's why he got that contract. Um, just <laughs> no, guess what his total this. is. Leadership and winning ability. <laughs> no, he scoops the ball really good. And he's clutch. I, I just want you to guess. Um, what is his total defensive value over the last uh, seven years? Negative. It's cumulative. Cumulative. Right. Negative 43. Negative 117.5. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, with positional adjustments and stuff. And, I mean, if it was know, a shortstop, that'd only be negative 110. So, I mean. Uh, and he had to play next to a terrible shortstop of theirs for a while. Um, it was their shortstop the year they lost the World Series. Not Eric Hosmer, that's for sure. All right. Also, let's refer back to the fact that they won the World Series. <laughs> and, and, and how upsetting that continues to be because <laughs> fuck that team. It was, by the way, if you go to the picture well, for listen, uh, Lorenzo Cain um, from the 2015 Kansas City Royals uh, pictures, you know, they have all the pictures of guys uh, on the team. Yeah. He just looks like, it's like a painting from the 1950s. Never else is just a normal <laughs> human being. Oh, and Mary, don't forget, in 2014 when they went to the World Series, Eric Hosmer carried that team. His negative point two WAR and ninety eight WRC plus, they would not have made it without that. He almost hit three hundred. Well, sort of. <laughs> he hit two seventy. <laughs> he hit three hundred two the year before and two ninety seven the year after. That's basically hitting three hundred over two years. I mean, he almost got a hundred ribeyes twice. So, mm-hmm. good. Imagine eating. You couldn't eat a hundred ribeyes. Oh, he did get a hundred. Sorry, in twenty sixteen. Yeah, so there you go. In ninety three, in twenty fifteen. And that was what? when his defense was also negative 16.9. Listen, he's just mm. off. What were we talking about? I was just mentioning this on Twitter before. I was so excited to look at how bad he was. Oh, we were just talking about um, free agency. <laughs> <laughs> we That's right, yeah. I would say in the Padres are because they're the greatest team known to men. <laughs> the main thing was that, are, are we worried about the Indians passing over these these basically nothing deals? I mean, even Derek Dietrich, who at one point, am I imagining that we wanted, not like, words in your mouth like people wanted the indians to trade trevor bauer at one point to include Derek dietrich because he looked really good no probably not looking at his stats now but anyway he was a minor league deal he's a third baseman who can be an above average hitter and he's a third baseman second baseman outfielder which is like everything the indians need and the reds got him for literally nothing 
and the Indians didn't bother. I, I'm well, surely something. They have a union. They have to pay him. <laughs> well, he's got a minor league contract, so <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> so nothing. He is worthless to the MLB Players Association. Yeah, right. He's making thirty-two thousand dollars a year. <laughs> Prorated is six months, so eighteen thousand dollars or whatever. But, but while I also don't want to load up with veterans, I also would have taken him over like Matt Joyce. I still don't. You know, he's, I didn't mind the Matt good. Joyce deal too badly. Matt Joyce isn't great, but it's not I mean, like, he's fine. But I would have yeah. taken Derek Dietrich over him. Matt Joyce is the most Indians choice player, though. <laughs> it's true. It's like, hey, this guy could find a little lightning bottle. Man, the top 12 wire players for the uh, Padres last year was awful. <laughs> where where did Eric Hosmer rank in it, Mary? Uh, 11th. <laughs> where does Eric Hosmer rank in the, the payment or the... How much he was paid by the Padres that year? If you could, if if you could go above one to zero, <laughs> there. He's so bad. I hate him so much. Oh, man, it's mostly just one and all those stupid hits that he had against the Indians is why I hate him. And oh yeah, no, yeah. he's a he's a truly gutting player. That, that's that, that's the positive and the negative of the ground ball hitter, though. You know, I mean, he'll just because he hits the ball so hard, and that's the thing. He's such a perfect player for fifty <laughs> years ago. Like he'd be a career, you know, three eighty hitter fifty years ago because you just ground ball. No one could have known the ball would go there again. Skip, you're right. Damn, <laughs> and the worst thing hitter. about those Royals teams is that I know deep down that's the kind of team I like. Oh, they were but I just hate that it was the Royals. I don't want to just see like twenty thousand home runs. I want to see those annoying like doubles and singles, and mm-hmm. that's more fun to me watching players around the bases. But oh I also yeah, hate death that by a thousand Royals. cuts is is the ultimate kind of baseball. And only we could bring it back. We should bring it back. Dead ball time. <laughs> Turn that ball back into a big old, big old wet sock. Mm. <laughs> I mean, is that dead? You think now? Because that does. It seems like baseball wants all the home runs. So I don't know if that era of baseball think, is well, over. Here's the thing, and I, I know we've talked about this a few times. It's just I don't think baseball wants it. I think the home run is the most easily digestible thing, and all that stuff. Um. But it's just, and this happens with every single sport. When you once you figure out the game, quote unquote, you know, like with the the Rockets and the Warriors now with three point, obviously having an MVP helps. But you know, um, quote unquote, boring basketball, boring baseball is just the most statistically optimal to win the most games on you know on average. When you have this many games and your goal is to win as many of them as possible, you want to do it statistically, you know, good. It's just boring is all. You know, you can't, like, gauge for doubles up the gap and, you know, ground balls up the middle or anything like that, so. I guess, but it's so much more fun there, to watch. There's no, I mean, you know, I mean, there, there, there's always drastic, you can do, like, literally banning the shift. Like, you could just say you have to, all defenders have to start in these four positions, which I don't think is a terrible idea. I think it's a terrible idea. <laughs> I don't think it's a terrible idea. Well, I don't like it either, but I've never got why people say, like, you can't, there's no possible way to enforce that. Like, yeah, there is. You just got to be yeah, this far is. away from a certain spot. It's yeah, not that you hard. Literally, yeah, you literally have a range you can be in. You know, it's a, whatever, it's a 10-foot range, left or right, you know, or, like, the, the, the third baseman could be no more than eight feet off the bag or whatever, you know? Yeah. You can move outfielders around all you want, but I don't know. It's not like it's unenforceable. You just, you know, they don't do it, and you taken out from them or something or cost them a ball i don't know i don't know how you'd actually i mean you give somebody it. a base right if they shift then yeah i guess you give them a hit, base gets, yeah. or yeah all right yeah that's fair um but I mean, it's not an impo- i've never understood that like I, I get it if you don't like the rule i don't like it either i want just let people do what they want to, to try to win but it's easy to enforce <laughs> it's like super easy I, yeah. i'll take that over like i don't know 
what was the thing I was going for there? Um, I don't know. I just know thing, I hate relievers switching it out so and, much. Yeah. yeah so I'm going to yell that, at clouds here. I don't like the opener either, Merritt. Dang it. I like a guy like going seven innings. <laughs> See, I'm totally okay with, if you could just pitch a different guy every inning because it reminds me of, you know, gym class. And I, enjoy, <laughs> I always enjoyed gym class. You know, gym class kickball. You you rotate through the, the pitcher or, or wiffle ball, you know? That's what I want in my Major League Baseball is the equivalent of gym class. That's that's what I'm shooting for. Well, I'm, I'm, I want to bring. What if you could? Ooh, here's a fun, neat idea. You get three pitchers in your quote unquote rotation, but not really rotation. It's an in-game rotation. Each one pitches an inning, and then a different guy pitches the second inning, and a different guy the third inning. Now, yes, this may lead to blown out elbows because of guys getting tired <laughs> and things like that and resting too long. But I think it's a neat idea that I just came up with. Oh, wait, so you're switching like every third inning? Every you pitch. inning. But 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 then like the guy who pitched the first inning also pitches the fourth inning. Oh and god, you're just gonna inning. shred everybody. <laughs> There's Hell gonna yeah. be so many arms flailing and <laughs> death and destruction and merit in the commissioner's office just cackling. Laughing, cackling, villainously. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. Great idea that no one should contact me about ever again. I'll forget about it in two hours, please. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think the pitch clock's gonna do anything. I don't think the three batter minimum is gonna happen. That's that's the ones I don't like is where you're affecting like the rules of right. Yeah, that's, that's a little. So the pitch clock. I mean, I've actually read that it's a bad thing because you these guys do actually need a little bit of time to you know like a, a micro recovery in between pitches. And if you're rushing them, then you're just gonna, as with any physical activity, you if you force yourself to you know do it before you're ready, you're just gonna bust a whatever tendon in some manner or other. So did you want to talk about Manny Machado and Bryce Harper at all? Or are we just, just going to not do that because... Do we want whatever. to? I mean, I was kind of hoping Bryce Harper would have signed by now. But I know, yeah, but there's this really mystery really team helpful. out there, Merritt. Um, I wrote about that. Uh, what if it's the old, the old Cleveland Indians? Because <laughs> it could be... I mean, it's not, but it could be... <laughs> I mean, if you sign Bryce Harper... Like, if you assume that Francisco Lindor is not coming back. He, he turned down the $100 million deal. He knows he's the best player in eternity right now, other than Mike Trout. And oh, he's injured, so he sucks now. He's well, taking that deal, idiot. <laughs> but if you consider that, then the Indians have a three-year window with him. Why not just pay, if you can convince Price Harper to do it, just give him a three-year, $120 million deal, pay him Ooh, a like crap idea. load short-term, mm-hmm. try to find a way to dump Jason Kipnis if you really have to, because that's like almost $20 million a year. <laughs> I mean, literally dangle any prospect you want along with him and say, take him so we can sign Bryce Harper. If that's like the line to sign Bryce Harper, I mean, give him Tristan McKenzie. I'm okay with that. Yeah, whatever. But yeah. I don't think it's going to come to that because I don't think they're going to do it. But but that was my idea of of get Bryce Harper here on a three-year deal if he can. Um, but I don't even think Bryce Harper would do that if you, if you offered it. But if I were the Indians, I would be trying desperately to do that. Well, I mean, if not him, why not Manny Machado too? You put him at shortstop, move Lindor to second. <laughs> 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 okay. okay that's the thing or <laughs> I you just sign Harper over Manny Machado I know or you, or you sign Machado you tell him you'll play him at shortstop but then don't <laughs> that's a good thing to do to the guy you just spent 40 million dollars a year on yeah well whatever he got his money so you can shut up <laughs> you'll be getting an email from Tony Clark soon there will be a public statement mm. on your mm. <laughs> damn but what about these guys not signing Merritt? They're not anywhere yet. They're probably going to go to the Phillies or the White Sox in Machado's case. But I tell you, man, the the DC sports media is really weird about this because I, they, I think they really want him back. And they're also like, but the Rendon deal is so important. 
he's very underrated. And in my head, I'm like, by whom at this point? Anthony Rendon is recognized as, as one of the best third basemen in baseball by a large swath of people. And also, I don't think he's as good as Bryce Harper. It's very upsetting that people in the city are not more up in arms about Bryce Harper not being re-signed by a billionaire who was, who's 92 years old, apparently, and also was given a free stadium by the city. It's very upsetting. <laughs> My favorite thing about all this has been John Heyman. He has been an all-star of the Bryce Harper rumors. It is very clear that somebody, probably just Bryce's agent, is just telling him, hey, can you say this in public for us? Because <laughs> he's no, just like no, constantly no, saying, talks are heating up between this guy. There's a team. There's another team. No, that is literally what is happening. That is literally how this <laughs> like works. Like, they're not He's hiding it d- anymore. He doesn't no, need to say no. leaks or sources. Yeah. Just say yeah. Bryce Harper told me. It's okay. I was, I, Scott Boris told me this. He's doing this now. He's not, <laughs> but, you know, he said he, he told me to say this. <laughs> and there was even one point where the Players Association, like, they quote retweeted John Heyman because there was a, a leak about Manny Machado having this huge offer, and then John Heyman corrected it. And then the Players Association quoted John Heyman, like, clearly somebody in the Players Association or, mm-hmm. like, they wouldn't quote retweet him if if he didn't have the right information and they knew that he had the right information. Like, it's it's hilariously clear now that, that like, Heyman, I probably even, like, Ken Rosenthal and J.P. Perosi are just, like, all, I don't want to say mouthpieces, but they're all talking, like, for the agents and players with these Twitter leaks. It's really weird. I had to change the subject slightly, but I just found out that Ted Lerner is the largest private landowner in the Washington, D.C. region. And now I'm even more upset. Listen, he's out of money, Merritt. That poor guy cannot afford Bryce Harper. He should sell his stake in Monumental Sports Entertainment, which owns the Caps, Mystics, Wizards, and Capital One Arena, and pay for Bryce Harper, (laughs) old jerk. (laughs) I am going to miss Bryce Harper in a Nats uniform. That always just fit. I know. But Philly's not bad either. A lot too. I know. I, I, they, they have those cool uh, light blue uniforms, the pinstripes. We were talking about this last year with uh, what's his name going over there. Carlos uh, Santana. Santana. How dare you? What's they're, his they're, name? They're, I couldn't remember. I was like, oh, let's see, guitarist who plays sweet <laughs> licks. Uh. I think every but, player looks fine in a Phillies uniform. Is that a weird yeah. take? Like, there's nobody that no, looks no, weird. No, no. There's plenty of weird players in like Blue Jays, but everybody looks like they fit in a Phillies uniform. Oh, they're sharp. Like, again, they're, it's a sharp, they're simple, and yet also there's some of the fun ones. Because they have the cream ones, which I think are kind of cool. No, no, cream um, is bad. But well, I, I know. know. That, that, that one's all very playful, and there's red, white, and blue on it. They have the pinstripe ones I mentioned, and the light blue ones, and there's some other ones. They're fun. They're, it's, a, it's a fun, catchy uh, uniform. I'm, uh, I'm a big fan. Yeah, and they all, everybody sort of looks right there. Like, nobody looks right in a Blue Jays uniform. Bryce Harper would look weird there. Carlos Santana would have looked weird there. But Carlos Santana, as much as... As weird as it was, he, he looked like he fit in Philadelphia. Everybody just kind of does. No, I agree with you. Yeah, it's, yeah, red's a nice color. It's a very bold red they use. <laughs> so, Mary, anything else before we hopefully get our baseball prospectus 2019s in a couple of days? Yeah, and Ted Lurie's got to get his head out of his ass. <laughs> Pay this dude. <laughs> Go get tell Mike to shut up and, and hand him money. Classic shut up and take my money situation. <laughs> shut up and take this other guy's money. He also know he also owns Chelsea Piers in Washington D or in, in New York City. God damn! Should I know what that is? Am I am I not? Uh, it's this, it's this big beautiful like a series of piers in Chelsea on the west side of Manhattan, in New York. It's got a lot of ship on or shit on it. It's very fancy and nice. Uh, <laughs> he's the richest person in Maryland. Give him the money, Ted. I'm gonna go to his house. I'm gonna go to his house in Chevy Chase, Maryland, and yell at him. <laughs> we'll anyway. do that next week, Merritt. Talk to you That's then. my take. All right. <laughs> Let's see you then. Bye.